you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. need a high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer with big design small budget here's your host betsy helmuth hi everybody it is great talking to you again this week this is my birthday week And birthday week for me means eating a lot of delicious food. It means relaxing a little bit more than normal. Tomorrow I'll be spending the day at Spa Castle with my husband sitting in hot tubs and saunas and drinking cocktails. So that means birthday to me. But the other thing I always think about this time of year is I really deeply reflect on what has changed for me, how I think I've grown, where I want to be going, that kind of thing. So last night I went out to dinner with my husband and we went to Serendipity 3. For those of you who have been to New York or live in New York and are looking for the ultimate dessert, I think about the frozen hot chocolate at Serendipity 3 all year long and I go to have it about once every two years. I always try and get there on my birthday and sometimes it doesn't shake down because, you know, you could choose to go to a Michelin star restaurant on your birthday and have that amazing experience, or you could choose to go to some place fancy and gourmet up here in Westchester where I live, or I could choose to go to Serendipity 3. Now, they are not known for their high-quality cuisine, so I had potato skins, a bowl of chili, and an ginormous frozen hot chocolate that was literally as big as my head. And it was fantastic, but when I'm there, I don't want to talk about, you know, our family. I don't want to talk about how yummy the potato skins are. I always like to dive in and really talk about what's changed this year, how he sees me differently, how he thinks I've grown, just to take time to reflect. So this year I asked him, so what's been different about 38 um, than was happening in 37? And he said the big thing that he noticed about me over this year, the big change is that I've really come into my own. I'm focused. I'm confident. I feel like I'm on a path. And you know what I really think that comes from? This is all circling back to design. I really think that comes from doing something you love that also deeply helps or makes change for the clients you're doing it for. The people who are giving you money are getting a service that changes their life. So not only do I have that deep sense of purpose. I'm making a living. And that's just a very rewarding cycle to be a part of. Getting money for making a difference, going out and making a difference again. So when I was talking to somebody the other day, 
can't remember who it was. It might've been my new office admin, Rachel, or it might've been a reporter. I don't know, but they were, oh, you know who it was? I'm a part of this business group circles, savor the success. And they have these circles. So I was sharing with my brand new circle, my mastermind group. I was telling them sort of why I'm in business and I love interior design. Don't get me wrong. I deeply love furniture. I could shop for pillows for hours. In fact, I do. I do shop for pillows for hours just last night. But the real reason I love interior design is because it makes a difference. When I choose that performance fabric for somebody's couch, I know when their sun spills, when their cat has a hairball, they're going to keep rolling with life. They're going to wash it off. They're not going to feel bad about their stained couch every day. Rather, they're going to move on and have a couch that they can really live with, a couch that their whole family can pile up on, a couch that they can entertain on and invite friends over and not feel ashamed or embarrassed or see stains or feel anxious. And same thing when I choose somebody's dining table. I know when I pick that perfect dining table that fits the space, they're going to eat around it every day because their chairs aren't going to be hitting the wall. They're going to be fully on the rug. And when they push that chair back in, when they finish their meal, it's not going to bubble the rug up and make them feel anxious and upset and frustrated by their dining situation. I truly feel that these little decisions I make in terms of selecting somebody's art augmenting their space with additional lamps and mirrors to reflect that light. When I do these things, I don't do them just to have fun or make pretty spaces because then I wouldn't have left high-end design. I do them because I really feel like I change people's lives and that leads to this rewarding path for me. And that's what I start all my designers on the very first day when they come, when they begin training. The very first thing we talk about is I'm not here to pick pillows and either are you. This is a different kind of interior design business and either you're on board with our mission or you maybe belong in that high-end design category where you're just picking out pillows for fun. I pick out pillows for change. So that's how I'm feeling about 38. I'm feeling like it was a great year of empowerment, reflection, growth, and now I just want to keep that going in 39. So tomorrow I turn 39. I'll be at Spa Castle. But after that, I'll be back in the office making change. Speaking of change, let me get to your questions and letters because they came in this week and I'm anxious to answer them. I have lots of thoughts and feelings about our first email writer. Her name is Melody and she wrote me, Hi Betsy, first of all, I want to say that I love the Big Design Small Budget Podcast. It's a fount of insight and you are a guru with both sass and wisdom. Well, thank you, Melody. I will take that. Um, After hearing you address so many questions, I'd like to ask you one of my own. As you can see from the attached photos, I live in a beige, beige world. The wall color is not my fault as I live in a rental with strict guidelines against altering the walls. I'm open to the idea of removable wallpaper or some sort of huge art, especially on the sofa wall. However, I am lost on what color design to choose. I do prefer a minimalist, elegant, yet warm vibe. And for removable wallpaper and buying art, especially at the scale I need it to be, I'm overwhelmed. The beige blackout curtain is completely my fault. I bought it on Overstock and while it works great at giving me privacy, which is very important to my sense of security since I live in a first floor apartment with no 
block against the street at all. I don't like how it adds the beigeness that already prevails. How do you think I should approach brightening up my home and in what order of priority, especially as I'd like to stay within a three to $400 budget? Thank you for reading, Mel. So Mel sent these pictures that are very illustrative of the issue and very helpful. And Mel, I know you asked a question about the beige, which I do see as an issue, but I see a lot of other issues too. So I'm gonna try and solve multiple problems here with one phone call. When you write me, when you send me pictures, I'm going to give you a piece of my mind. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock-filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. So I do think the beige is a really big problem. She has these off-white kind of Benjamin Moore, the color is called bone white walls that have the slightest off-white tint to them, but do read super bland. The one thing I noticed, which you didn't mention, is that you do have a navy couch, which is a very bold choice that I'm excited about for you. But other than that, the floors are a blonde wood, the trim is white, and you did get that beige curtain. Let's start there with the beige curtain because a $300 budget is very limiting. I'm sure you know. So I wanna look at this beige curtain because a curtain is a huge swath of real estate. It's essentially your removable wallpaper, right? You could do a pattern, you could do a solid color, but I would recommend maybe looking here for your splash because the wall that you wanna accent with say that removable wallpaper, You'd only be doing one wall in the space you mentioned. And an accent wall, you want to accent the most interesting wall, the wall that's unbroken, the wall that features furniture that you want to show off. So in other words, I don't put an accent wall behind a TV. I don't put an accent wall behind or, excuse me, on a wall that has openings for doors, openings for windows. Then it cuts up that beautiful accent swath. And I don't want people looking at the TV. I want them looking at the headboard. I want them looking at the sofa. So in your particular situation in this living room, you would put that accent wall behind the sofa. But that wall is huge. I mean, it looks like it's 30 feet by nine feet. And that is a lot of real estate. And that 
removable wallpaper is going to exceed your budget even if you're buying it at Wayfair or House. And installing removable wallpaper is, you know, not a way I want to spend my Saturday and Sunday because this is a two-day affair with such a long wall and lining up those patterns and smoothing it out so it's perfect. I would be more inclined to change out these curtains. So just go back on Overstock and buy ones that have a pattern that add a splash of color and you've completely covered that entire wall that now has the drape. The other thing that I'm seeing is that the rod for this curtain is bowing. Bowing means that it's got a dip in the middle because the weight of the drape is bringing it down. In other words, it's not supported with a center stability bracket. Now, I can't really see behind your window, so I don't know if there's a reason why it's not supported by a center stability bracket, but it looks like it needs to be. If you can't have one, and even if you could, I really hate skinny rods. And what you have here is a skinny rod. It's not even an inch in diameter. I would reevaluate your rod selection as well because you can get an amazing rod. Check out the Cambria collection from Bed Bath & Beyond. That's 1.25 inches in diameter. It comes in every finish. They have beautiful finials if you're into end caps, which it looks like you are since you have some balls on the end of your rod. But I would highly recommend that you change this out for a Bed Bath & Beyond Cambria Collection rod that's going to run you, looks like this window is about 70, 80 inches wide. So you're going to need the 88 to 144 most likely, which is going to run you $50. But between that and between the pattern drapes, we have already created a ton of visual interest. Now you were exactly right when you mentioned that you need some decor. You mentioned that you need something on the walls and you also said that you live on the first level, the ground floor, meaning that privacy is an issue but also light is an issue. You don't get a ton of sunlight being so far down. So I would really increase the amount of light in your space by putting a big mirror over your sofa. Now, with this sofa and this height of ceiling, I would do something that's at least 48 inches wide, and you could go 36 inches high or even 48 inches high with these amazing 9 or 10 feet ceilings. That would really draw the eye up, and you could get one fairly affordably. I just found an amazing deal on a very huge mirror. I was designing a studio apartment on the Upper East Side. And this woman lived in a small space. But again, she wanted to make a big impact because all of her walls were beige. She was renting. She wasn't going to paint. So I went on Kirklands.com. Mel, you may be too young for this. But some of us remember when Kirklands was in the mall. Do you guys remember? And it had all those goofy decorations for the holidays. But also it had a lot of gifts and tchotchkes and ceramic figurines, but it did have also a ton of art and mirrors. Well, it moved out of my mall. I don't know if it moved out of yours, Mel, but it's now online and they have amazing prices. So for my client on the Upper East Side, I got a three foot by four foot mirror. I mean, gigantic for $169. That's a steal. I don't even know how they're fabricating that for that price. But that would be the place that I would recommend that you go to find that really big mirror that will go above the sofa and reflect that arcing lamp's light. Also, you could use a splash of color and some art above your circular dining table. When I have a circular dining table, 
I don't want to do, of course, a circular piece of art. So I like the idea of doing something square or something vertical. Typically, something horizontal starts to get wider than the table or it feels very small. And so I find that a square piece of art or, like I said, that vertical piece of art will be more compelling above your dining table. And then we could use some color over there because, again, you've made the choice for the beige chairs with the brown wood table. So Mel, I think that's going to get you pretty much set. Let me look at the pictures because there were like six offensive things here. I mean, if you write into me, guys, you've got to know that I'm going to share my true feelings. I'm just going to put it all out there. One thing that I'm noticing as well, Mel, I am really not enjoying the fact that your arcing lamp is just arcing in no man's land. You've got it kind of perpendicular to the sofa so that it's parallel to the windows and it's over nothing. What you want from an arcing lamp is you want that arc, that shade, to go over the center of the coffee table. And even though sometimes that means that you might be hitting your head when you're walking under it, that's still the way it's supposed to look. Right now, it looks really random. Let me see what else looks random. You have a lot of cat toys, um, and that's okay. I'm sure you have happy cats, which is a very important thing. You know what you've got as well. You have got the magic carpet ride for your coffee table just while I'm looking at this one image. The magic carpet ride for your coffee table means that you've got a small rug that's centered under your coffee table, but it is not anchored under your upholstered furniture. So it is floating in front of your sofa, which makes this multi-use open concept space where you've got the desk, the dining area, and the living area. It makes that living area look very small because the area rug is defining this living zone. So rather than broadening it in terms of length so that it goes closer to the other zones, and rather than expanding it in terms of depth so it goes partially under the sofa, instead it's just this little tiny bath mat for your coffee table, and that is really bumming me out. Let's talk about some things you've done right. I love your plants. They are thriving, probably like your cats, so you obviously are a nurturer. Way to go. Um, I think that your dining chairs look comfortable, even though I'm not a fan of the table being pushed against the wall. I don't mind it with a rectilinear table, but with a circular table, it really looks goofy. So take it at least four inches off the wall just to give it some visual breath. Um, also, when I have a circular table... I try not to put, this is a concept that's hard to illustrate auditorially, but I try not to put the chairs straight. I try and put them on a diagonal so they splay on a diagonal rather than encroaching on the walkway so significantly with the back going into the walkway. So I think just by rotating this table and putting those chairs on an angle, you'll find it's a new day and it doesn't feel as squished with that walkway and you can easily gain that four to six inches to move the table off the wall. So I know you wrote me to ask me one question, Mel, but I answered like 17 questions there. I hope you're not too overwhelmed, and I'm so glad you're a fan. So keep listening to our podcasts, our Facebook Lives. Keep reading my book. You just can't get enough of these transparent tips. Well, guys, it has been such a pleasure talking with you again this week. I am going to head to a spa, get a little bit older, get a little bit wiser, and I'll be back with you next week. Bye. asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, 
you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.